It's five o'clock on Friday afternoon. My name's Jacob, here with you on Community Radio Station 3CR, and this is a Friday Rave. Well, oh, yeah, it's a Friday Rave. My name's Jacob, as I just said. I wonder whether anyone is listening down Geelong Way right now, this Arvo. Down Geelong Way, anyone down Geelong Way? Text us in if you're um, um, down Geelong Way or if you're at the Avalon Air Show. Text us in on 0488809855. Probably not because if you're the kind of um, meathead that gets into the air show, um, you're probably not listening to 3CR, or at very least at the most, you're not listening to a Friday rave. But anyway, if you are you'd probably see the F-35 Joint Strikers passing by near circuit um, this evening. A um, little bit little bit later, not not right now, but about, I don't know, quarter to eight, about the time the voice of Chile is on um, um, 3CR this evening. See, yeah, folks, the Avalon Arms Show has been taking place since Monday. Not that you know about it, because it's being sold as a family fun festival, an air show. But I want to get one thing clear from the get-go. The Avalon Air Show is preceded on-site and in the city by a trade-only event, which is the biggest arms show, weapons, display, trade fair, call it what you bloody like, in the Asia-Pacific region. Bar none. The nastiest men from the nastiest companies from all over the world join the equally nasty people from the nastiest militaries from all over the world to get together in Avalon, just outside of Melbourne, and show off the latest technologies for killing people. This is happening now. I was there, along with a few good friends this week, to give the fuckers a bit of a touch-up. But alas, there weren't enough of us to do a lot, and most of us who were there, sorry, dear comrades, were of an age where running around and jumping on shit just isn't really an option anymore. Nonetheless, we were there. But it wasn't only at the Avalon Airport that these nasty pieces of shit were gathering. They had meetings all over town. Um, You know, the Premier, Daniel Andrews, hosted one on Tuesday night, um, trying to sell Victoria as a place to be for the Masters of War. But the big in-town event was on Wednesday night at South Bank. Yeah, if you're at the Jordan Peterson thing at the Convention Centre on Wednesday night, you might have noticed that right next door were the captains of industry, the bosses of such firms as Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Boeing, Northrop Grumman and the rest, along with the high-making decision high-ranking decision-makers from the militaries of the US, the UK, I think Indonesia were there, Malaysia, Singapore, they're all, all, all you know, France, Germany, I think, they're all, 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 they're all there. And, of course, you know, our own defence forces and defence minister, Chris Pine, and industry minister, Steve Chobo, and a heap of lesser would-be government and opposition legends in their own lunchboxes, and they were there to talk about making and selling, and let's not forget using, weapons to make a profit, to make money. It is all about money. And and I'm not talking about some kind of some analysis or what I'm, you know, war is about money. This, is, this show is about money. It is openly, transparently about making a profit. 
That is what they talk about. They don't talk about the need to rid the world of terrorism or keep the region safe and free and peaceful and all the rest of it. They talk about the money to be made by making, selling and using weapons. And they managed to do this just by the way. Well, you know, Melbourne left's best and brightest were right next door yelling at a Canadian fuckwit who uses some folksy story about lobsters to attack political correctness because that apparently is the important game at the moment. Anyway, I don't want to diss my friends at CAF too much. They're by and large good people. But really, holding a demo called, and I kid you not, opposed the normalisation of misogyny and bigotry because let's not forget that the biggest victims of war are brown and black women and children in third world countries, whilst normalising the fact that this country, this state, this city is playing a bigger role every day in the business of war just strikes me as a, well, a disassociative, I guess is the only way I can put it. Anyway, enough of that. So there we were at the Avalon International Aerospace and Defence Exposition. Yeah, that's the official long title. Avalon Arms Show or Air Show is just just marketing terms to um, to make it sound like it's something fluffier than it is. Um, but where do I go from here? I've got a, I've got lists here. Anyway, get that off my chest. Um, let's start by having a look exactly what is at the show right now. I've got in front of me the screenairshow.com um, where you can follow the links if you like to look at their flying schedule. And it looks at the show right now as we speak. There's a Lockheed C, There's a Lockheed 130 Hercules from the Royal New Zealand Air Force um, in the air doing a flyby. Big old lumbering plane it is. It could have been any plane, but it just so happens that the 130 is flying right now. So let's have a look at this plane and what it is. You know, the Hercules, the Herky bird, they call it in the industry, it's 60 years old. Well, no, it's not 60 years old. It's been continuously produced for 60 years. It's the longest, longest continuously produced aircraft in the world, civilian or military. It started with the US Air Force in 1956, joined the RAF in '58. And um, Raf mothballed them, um, oh, jeez, about a dozen years ago. Now, they were built by Lockheed as a cargo and troop transport ship. They were probably the most common large aircraft used during the war in Vietnam, not only to transport troops and supplies, but as forward reconnaissance used to call in airstrikes from fighter aircraft like the Hustler and the Invader and, of course, the, the Huey and the Chopper gunships. And they, you know, from time to time... Um, let loose a few bombs of their own, just apparently just rolled out of the bloody cargo bay. Um, they've also been adapted, this is the 130, as um, fighter aircraft, though. So you might remember the story of the Medicine Sans Frontier Hospital in Afghanistan. It got blown away by the US in October of 2015. The MSF called it a war crime. A lot of people called it a war crime. I called it a war crime. It most definitely was. Because a few days before the attack, the MSF staff notified multiple people in the US and NATO chain of command with them to coordinates. Bad mistake, guys. Don't tell them where you are. But, you know, the AC-130, which is the one used in the MSF hospital in um, Kunduz, is a um, 
a variant of the C-130. It's made by Lockheed and Boeing do the conversions that turn it from a cargo ship to a ground attack fighter bomber. Now, the way they're set up as fighter bombers is that they're armed with a variety of weapons. Um, They're all different, but they've all got at least one type of Gatling-style gun, um, usually the 25mm equaliser, and that's made by um, General Dynamics, I think, um, the equaliser, and there's a misnomer if ever you, if ever you heard one. Um, they've got a 40mm Bofors cannon. Now, the Swiss firm Bofors, which was famous for their World War II anti-aircraft guns, was taken over by BAE Systems in 2006-07. They're at Avalon too. You know, these C-130s, they carry Griffin missiles from Raytheon and or, because, you know, sometimes they're equipped with both, Northrop Grumman's Viper Strike. Um, they're both glide bombs. And they've got wing-mounted Hellfire missiles, which are a joint effort of um, Lockheed, Boeing and Northrop. And they carry either Boeing's 300-pound glide bomb or Raytheon's 200-pound glide bomb. Um, the Raytheon one they call the Stormbreaker. Now, I know that's just a lot of names and numbers to most people, but it was more than names and numbers to the 42 people who were killed by this C-130 Hercules, the same plane, the same type of plane that's being flown around the skies of Avalon as we speak as part of a family fun day for the people to ooh and ah over this kind of shit. That was the plane that was used with those weapons to kill 42 people at the MSF hospital in Candace. That's 24 patients, 14 staff, including doctors, and four family members who were visiting the patients. Um, But the totally screwed up thing is the way these weapons, it's not just the weapons themselves, it's the way these weapons are mounted. Um, Apart from the hellfire on the wings, all the guns, cannons and launchers are mounted on the port side of the aircraft. Now, the 130 is a slow-moving large plane, and what it does, what it did in Candace, is slowly circle the target counterclockwise, opening up all its weapons. Well, for half an hour, okay, it was officially 29 minutes, um, hit the hospital from every angle, leaving no room for escape and ensuring that the target is totally and utterly stuffed, destroyed. That is the kind of thing they're oohing and ahhing about. Now, in the few minutes it took me to say that, the Kiwis, the Kiwi Air Forces, um, it's the unarmed version of this plane, did the fly past at Avalon. Um, But, you know, as well as a cargo plane and um, a ground attack, the Hercules role doesn't end there. Most listeners would have heard of Air America's role during the CIA's secret war in Laos, and if you haven't, you should. You know, look it up on Wikipedia or somewhere for a freaky half-hour's reading. Well, it was the Hercules that Air America used to transport smack from the Laotian rebels to Western markets, funding other black operations. And that's the kinds of things they're displaying. You know, before and after the Hercules, um, because the Hercules is slow, and um, the Hornets, um, RAAFFA18 Hornets, um, took off and they do acrobatics. They go so fast, they're supersonic, um, we're doing a bit of a display. Four of them, four of the 69 FA-18 Hornets, Sam, are doing flybys at the same time. This also is happening now, about quarter past five on a Friday night. Um, what do we say about the Hornets? 
made by McDonnell Douglas, which are now been bought by Boeing. McDonnell Douglas has been bought by Boeing in the early 2000s. We bought 75 of the buggers over the years, but we crashed four and sold two to the Canadians. Um, equipment, uh, RAF-18s, FA-18s, the Hornets. Now, they're equipped with General Dynamics Mark 80 series, 82s, 83s, 84s, bombs, which are dumb bombs ranging from... Um, about 200 to about 800 pounds. Now, while they're designated dumb bombs, they've been retrofitted with a thing called JDAMs, which is Joint Attack Direct Munitions, and this makes the Mark 80 range into precision-guided bombs, although they're not um, smart bombs because they still need to be controlled, but they can be driven. They also carry the Paveway laser-guided bombs, which is... um, about half a tonne to a tonne, um, different versions of it. Now, their main weapon, of course, is Lockheed Martin's one-tonne cruise missile, and that's got um, um, a, what is it, a half half a tonne penetrating warhead. And these are the Australian Hornets I'm talking about. The US ones are deadlier still. You know, you didn't know we used cruise missiles, did you? No, well, we do. Um, the RAF... Um, FA-18s have been used extensively in the Middle East as part of the West's war in Iraq, war on terror, war of terror. They're also used to protect the US base at Diego Garcia and they've flown heaps of sorties over Australia during things like Chogham meetings and the Commonwealth and the Olympic Games. You know, like when President Obama came over for his royal visit a few years back, well... The RAF Hornets were in the air over Canberra the whole time he was there and followed him to Darwin. Um, these f- fighter jets, they're being replaced by the F-35s. They're doing their flybys at Avalon right now. Right now. Here we go, quarter past five. Now, after these flights, there's a few historic and single aircraft from all over the world. Too many fighters, bombers, cargo planes and choppers for me to talk about. But later on, as I said earlier, while the voice of Chile is on um, 3CR at about 8.40, quarter to nine, the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter will take to the skies for the public to wet themselves over. Now, it was flying on Wednesday at the trade show while I was there as well. Friggin' noisy piece of shit that it is. Couldn't hear ourselves think. But too much has already been said about the F-35 deal for me to go on about it any more again here. I've done it before. Suffice it to say that it looks like they've finally ironed out most of the kinks. And I guess if you throw enough money at anything, you can make it work, and that's how I feel at my car at the moment. Anyway, that's another story. Anyway, the F-35 has only been used twice in combat, to my knowledge, once by the Israelis in Syria and once by the US in Africa, in um, Afghanistan, sorry. Um, now there's been some there'll, there'll be some of you say no no the Israelis never used the F-35 the point is we don't know if they have or they haven't they claim they have they've put out press releases saying they've attacked um, enemy positions in Syria um, they claim they've used the F-35 and they use that and, diff- and they use that as the Americans use that as a marketing thing, you know, the Israelis have got it, it's used, it's, it was at a time when um, there was all the talk about how ridiculous they were, what a piece of, um, what's the word, lemon it was, um, the Israelis claiming they used it, whether they did or they didn't, really um, was a good sales, sales push 
for Lockheed Martin. Just similar, like at, at the moment, for example, and people have heard that the other day, um, there was some talk about um, India um, striking targets in Pakistan, and then Pakistan saying they dropped a couple of Indian jets down, and no one really knows what happened. No one knows what happened. Pakistan saying they, at first said they nothing was hit. Indians are saying they hit targets over there. But the Israelis are claiming that the bombs that the Indian government used were, what were they? They're spice, 200-pound spice, I think they were, um, made by, um, what are they called? Raphael Industries, Raphael Holdings. Now, when that happened, as soon as that came out, I went, and what I normally do is go straight to share prices, and there, there it was. There was a spike in Raphael Holdings share price straight after the announcement. It was low. It was it was going through an unseasonal, uh, an unusual low before that. This was announced. They spiked. It stayed spiked for about four or five hours. Then it came low again. Now, it's you, you don't think of it, but quite often these claiming that weapon systems and claiming that different planes were used are used as marketing techniques by these companies. And what's to stop? I don't know whether they were Raphael's um, spice bombs or not, but what's to stop some corrupt bastard who would think of such a thing um, getting in, buying shares low, being involved in an announcement that these were, um, were used, inflating the price by about 10% or actually about 8% and drop, selling them off, making a huge, huge profit just by saying that a particular type of weapon system was being used. What kind of corrupt, evil bastard apart from yourself would even think of such a plan? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, what can I say? The F-35 can be fitted with all sorts of weapons. In Australia, we're developing our own version of the cruise missile, jointly with Norway to use in the F-35s. But until then, they'll be carrying a similar complement of weapons to our F-18 Hornets. I've got a bit more to say on the latest news concerning the F-35s in just a moment. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. It's time for a Friday Raves Defence Industry Update. Yeah, well, I guess it's all. The whole rave this week is is all a bit of a defence industry update. Um, But nonetheless, I'll carry on. An event like the Avalon International Aerospace Defence Exposition, that's its full title, is of course an excellent opportunity for governments and industry to make announcements. 
Now I'm just going to mention a couple of them, a couple of things. First, I'm going to mention concerns the F-35. I was just talking about them. While I was out at Avalon, Defence Minister Chris Pine bent over backwards, fawning over the Boeing representatives over their work on a project called Loyal Wingman. Loyal Wingman is basically a semi-autonomous drone system designed to fly alongside the F-35s, carrying weapons and shooting shit up, but whose main job will be to draw enemy fire away from the plane. Boeing are investing $40 million in the project in Australia. Indeed, it's the first time Boeing has entered such big development projects outside of the US. Excuse me, and Pine made much of it. Though he couldn't quite articulate exactly what it was. And I'm going to quote you. I'm going to quote you. This is from his press release, right? This is from his press release. And this sounds coherent compared to the mumblings he actually did on the day. But anyway, um, dig this. I quote, It's a very simple concept. It's potentially a very valuable one. Very complicated. There'll be ups and downs along the way in the research and development and progress in manufacturing. There'll be times when this project, like many others in defence, will have its detractors. But the government is backing Australian defence industry. We're proud to be joined by Boeing, one of our great Australian supporters, I mean American supporters, of the Australian Air Force. We're delighted to... And on it goes about Boeing, Boeing representatives. Thank you for being here. Thanks for all your help. All that kind of shit. Um... Um, the irony of Pine, I've got to say, announcing a project called Loyal Wingman in the aftermath of the recent sacrificial slaughter of Malcolm Turnbull wasn't, alas, mentioned. Um, Industry Minister Steve Chowbo at least added that possibly 100 new jobs will come out of it. Sure, Steve. And then um, was said he was going to resign from Parliament today. He could say what he wanted to say. It's not like he... He didn't know it. Um, maybe there won't be a hundred new jobs. Maybe you'll be going for the job. We have no idea what kind of tax concessions, land and factory space the federal government is throwing at this, or the state government for that matter. But the next time you think about the F-35s, remember they'll be the first fighter aircraft ever that flies with its own semi-autonomous sidekick, much like the semi-autonomous sidekick Christopher Pine himself shooting at random and drawing the fire away from the important targets. Now, I made a comment a few shows back that Pine looked to be setting himself up for a post-government job with BAE Systems, and it's turned out over the last couple of days that he um, won't be standing again. He will be retiring at the next election. But somehow, I think maybe I was wrong and it's going to be Boeing. Or maybe he's heading his bets. Steve Chobo, where's he going? Some kind of, um, you know... I would have put money. Anybody want to get in touch with me through Facebook, through 3CR, anywhere, and put money on the fact that Steve Chobo isn't going to have a plus job with an arms company sometime in the next 18 months, I will take whatever money you want to put. I'll give you even money. All right? It's um, This is not coincidental. But anyway, it's not just the federal government that's going out to get a larger slice of the international arms trade. Remember, you know, last year, when um, Dan Andrews went over to the US praising Christopher Pine's defence industry push and going on about how great Victoria was for the defence industry. And I quote, you know, he said, whether it's defence, cybersecurity or mid-tech, Victoria has the research, development and capabilities to leave the, lead the world. He said, this is about jobs, jobs and more jobs. Um, economic growth. He was, and this is while he was meeting with the bosses at Lockheed Martin and Lados. Well, anyway, the Victorian government was represented at Avalon by Martin Pakula, 
our Minister for Jobs, Innovation and Trade. Um, now, speaking at the, I think it was at the Governor's Air Show reception and um, also at the opening of the State Government Stand in the Pavilion, he duly offered the State of Victoria up to the Defence Sector. Again, I quote, he said, As the most comprehensive defence and aerospace event in the Southern Hemisphere, the air show is a chance to display the state's world-class defence capabilities to important domestic and international stakeholders. Now, he also announced the appointment of a dude. This is the announcement. He also announced the appointment of John Callahan as the new Victorian defence industry advocate, in his words, to champion Victoria's defence capabilities here and overseas. Now, this mirrors Malcolm Turnbull's appointment last year of former Defence Minister David Johnson as Australia's first defence export advocate. Can you believe this? We've got a federal and a state, and other states are putting them in as well, defence export advocates. Now, John O'Callaghan is a shrill for the defence industry. He's a former private secretary to Bomber Beasley, and he was executive director of the Australian Industry Group Defence, AIGD. Um, Council, the, um, the Australian Arms Industry Lobby Group. You know, if you think that the US system of official lobbyists paying government ministers and governments to do their shit was a bit off, here in the state of Victoria, we go a step further even and take an industry's chief lobbyist, and we pay him for lobbying on behalf of his mates in the industry. How's the whole let the market decide, this, you know, all that bullshit? How does that fit into this one? Anyway, look, that's what, that's what happens. Um, as usual, I seem to have got a tad outraged, waffled on, ran out of time. Um, I won't be on next week as it's International Women's Day, and that means a day of women-only broadcasting here on 3CR. I'll be back in a couple of weeks, though. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you with the good folks of the Sewer Show, and I'll talk to you in a fortnight. And if you can get down to Avalon over the weekend to throw a spanner in their works... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You have my full support.